0: Hi, today on the Callahan Podcast, today is Margarita Monday, by the way, in the uh, in the culinary vacation home. We'll get to that, but over the weekend, if you missed it, uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool uh, had a big coup. Got to go to the White House, sit down with the president, spend a half an hour talking with the president about sports, about kneeling, and about other things, and uh, I thought it was uh, a big coup for Barstool, and then you... Tune in and turn on uh, some of Portnoy's guys, and they weren't happy. They weren't happy that their president went and talked, uh, that El Prez went and talked to the president, the evil orange man, We will play you some of the whiny bitches who are working for Portnoy and complaining about his big coup. And uh, we'll give you an update on the kneelers, the kneelers. There's some people who aren't happy with the Boston Red Sox. Because not enough guys took a knee on opening day. You know what that means. You know what that means? The racists out there, the old Tom Yockey would be happy with his team because not enough guys knelt. God, it just gets more bizarre by the day. We'll get to all that with our guy Turtle Boy, who is also is also going to tell you why he hates goinging. We'll get to that, I promise. First. Why this uh, this is the Callahan podcast and as always we're presented by DCU Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balances, no strings attached. What better? What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to 2 days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch they'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. Okay, Callinane, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan podcast. And we're good. Now I I, I hate to, I gotta tell you guys something. Turtle boys here, Colin here. They're, um, they're not getting along. We'll get into that. We'll get I want to get some answers on that little feud, that simmering feud. But I have a feeling you guys are gonna be upset with me today. I know well Colin is for a couple of reasons. One, he's on vacation. He's got a top ten all time hangover, and I made him get out of bed yep. to do this because I thought it was important. And I I felt like I had something to get off my chest. Something I gotta tell you guys, and you're not gonna be happy. Uh, it is Monday, uh, whatever it is, July twenty seventh. You know what I did over the weekend? What'd you do? I uh, went to the White House and uh, interviewed the president. Was, you didn't tell us? I didn't tell you.
3: I, I, I didn't. We didn't get a say in your ability. I
0: did not bounce it. About. I didn't bounce it off you guys first. And I, and I feel bad because you know, you're a big part of this podcast. And I feel like I was derelict. I should have checked with you first. Uh, and I, I don't want to apologize. I want to apologize. And I don't know. I'm gonna to have to rethink my position here, Jerry. To be perfectly honest are, with you, are are you hurt? Are you guys hurt?
1: All the all the peanut MMs in the world, Jerry. It it <laughs> can't
0: make up for the pain I'm feeling right now. Um. Well, well let me just ask you. I mean, it was it wasn't a hard-hitting interview. We talked about you know sports, and we talked about Fauci, and we had a good time. But you know, when the president calls, I go. I don't say let me get my guys together first and see if it's okay with them. Maybe I should have. But let me ask you guys this. What if I told you, like, I went down, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm making this up, so I'll say Saturday. What if I told you Friday night we all got together and I said, guys, I'm going to the White House. What would you have said? We don't do politics here, Jerry. Oh, right, right. We just make people laugh. Make people laugh. We're just clowns. That's correct. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Would you be, what would you have said, Colony? Would you have said, don't do it. Don't go.
3: I clearly – okay, we'll get right into it because I know that Turtle Boy did not agree with me. I backed Big Cat on Friday, and I know my endorsement means a lot to him, by the way. I know my you endorsement. Just,
0: you just suck up to everyone. No, do not guy. you guys, you
3: guys have this. You guys have this perception of what Barstool is that's just completely gone, and it's been gone for five years now. Well, right. here's—I
0: here's, I have a perception of what Portnoy is. I mean, I—I I know yeah. him a little bit. We used to have him on my show until he posted pictures of Brady's kids. Howitzer. We had him on my show every week, and I've followed his career obviously. So, you think if Donald Trump calls Dave Portnoy and says, well, "Why don't you come down? We'll do an interview. We'll have some, you know, laughs and." spend some time together he's supposed to check with Big Dan before he goes
3: because according to Big Dan and I have no reason to doubt him he was told by the powers that be that he would get a say in important decisions impacting the company interviewing Donald Trump during an election year is something that
0: he deemed to be an important decision okay and and what what would it have done what would it have accomplished because obviously Big Dan's a liberal hates Trump is so he
1: I don't know if that's established.
0: Well, yeah. I, checked, I just checked with, you know, my sometimes friend, uh, Minahan, who loves Big Dan, but mocks him, r- you know, r- ridicules him because he is, uh, you know, he, he sounds like a whiny bitch. Let's be honest. He After, does right now. Right now. Do. And he did last time when Portnoy got caught, you know, uh, with that old uh, video of him singing a rap song. And they turned on. I, I don't know what point at what point, And I know Portnoy, above all else, is a businessman and he cares about his brand more than anything. He cares about his brand more than, you know, he cares about free speech. We've gone over that before. So tell me this. Um, Portnoy checks with Big Dan and Big Dan says, don't do it. It's, you know, Trump sucks. I hate Trump. Orange man bad. Then what? Then you have a bigger problem, don't you?
3: No, I think they all could have sat in a room and Dan could have said, I don't want you to do it. But the three other people that have a voice say, we're doing it. And he's, he, you know, he just Why to he back out. you just well, move on from it. If, if it's you're
1: ever, clear about the company, you don't, and Donald Trump wants you to interview him. You you say yes, period. It doesn't matter.
0: if you I, like know. You. I agree but that the interview should what what, what what argument, my my point is, what argument would he make if, if Big Dan says, this, you know, he hates Trump? He's like, everyone else Portnoy's hired except Menahan. Everyone else he's hired is a liberal, is a social justice warrior, is a Trump hater. The whole company's full of them, which is the problem Portnoy has right now. But he's going to say, don't do it. What's the argument against doing, against going to the White House and having a one-on-one with the president? the What's argument? The ar-
3: the he doesn't want barstool sports to be to do any politics. To be honest with you, he doesn't want barstool. Sports. No, wrong.
1: No, 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 no. He doesn't want barstool to do conservative politics. Correct. They Correct. had no problem when they interviewed K. Uh, what's his name? Tom Perez or Andrew Yang. Or t- talking about burning down police stations in Minneapolis or, you know, a variety of other left wing topics. There's a reason the Donald Trump Jr. interview on the Kirk show didn't even make it onto a blog. There's a reason for that. This is not an accident. It's because it's a liberal company. They have a liberal editor now. And I'm sure at the end of the day, as much as Dave and Dave lies when he says, oh, I, I don't I'm, I'm not a political guy. shit. Dave is a Republican, and that's fine. Why can't people just admit it out loud? It's like this thing you can't say.
2: I don't know that a Black Lives Matter person would be like, Well, you we know, don't the economy, great, but we still want the president to come out, whether it be Twitter or whatever, and be like, have our back. So that's where like the kneeling and things like that seems like such a small concession in the thing to be like, Yep, Donald's our guy.
0: Yeah, I don't like the kneeling. I must be honest yeah. with you. I don't like the kneeling. I didn't like it for the NFL or not I think there are many ways of showing you're unhappy.
1: You're a Republican. You're going to vote for Trump. You voted for Trump last time. You're going to vote for Trump this time. Everything about your spirit is Republican. And I've been saying, I said the other day in a tweet, just start over, start from scratch, eliminate 95% of people and go full right wing. Because if you don't don't even
0: have to, you know what, here's my take on Portnoy. And I've said it before. And talked to Kirk about this is Portnoy should have embraced Trump because Trump is is Portnoy, Portnoy is Trump. I mean, they're these loose cannon guys, very successful businessmen, you know, who speak off the cuff, get themselves in trouble. They're both narcissists. You know, they both um, seem to not be the deepest thinkers, but they are, they do have a certain Midas touch. They're, they, they're, they're, you know, they're both polarizing. They're, this is, uh, Trump should be the ideal president or the ideal politician for in for portnoy for barstool wouldn't you agree he, he, is. Is.
3: he has somewhat embraced Trump. He's not like at the forefront. He's not, you know, he doesn't have a Trump flag outside the office or anything like that. But he's he's he in tweets. But he's like a Minahan. He's like they they
1: can't admit that they're right wingers and they
0: pretend, they pretend you know, like Kirk's thing is I'm libertarian, which right. is they're mean. You're, a, you're conservative, but you're afraid to admit you're in the same party as you he, know Jerry Falwell Jr.
1: The whole libertarian thing it just means like oh well I I like you know I'm in favor of gay marriage and marijuana. It's like well conservatives came around on those issues about 15 years ago. So nobody's real. That's not really, a, that no longer makes you a liberal. You have like literally nothing on your checklist is liberal. Like just admit it. You're a conservative and they should just go full right wing because guess what? That's what sells. Those are like the most, I mean, the Ben Shapiro podcast, these people, conservatives tend to have more of a sense of humor. It just, it's a fact. We don't whine about stuff. We're not, you know, we're trying to cancel everybody, all that stuff. That's your brand. Liberals are never, ever going to embrace you. No Notice they've gotten more liberal over the years. Has dead spin let up on them? No, no, nobody no. has. So what?
3: Well, all, all your examples that you provided with Barstool—they're fair. The only thing that's a problem there is every interview that they've did that they've done with Democrats or whoever—it was all by nobody's within Barstool. It—the it, reality is, it's PFT, it's Portnoy. So PFT—I I didn't consume a lot of the PFT stuff, but he, I remember him making a lot of jokes. Like he was—it was a comedy interview first, don't you think? Like it wasn't a. It wasn't necessarily the most educated yeah,
1: interview with the head of the DNC. Is there anybody more boring to bring on than
0: that? But yeah. but let me let me here's here's how you know that uh big cat big cat is insincere, how he's a fraud on this. Because if Portnoy went to uh you know wherever, Delaware went in the basement with Biden for the weekend, uh he'd have no problem. He'd be had no problem with that. There'd be no whining, he wouldn't post a video
3: because he said he would
0: absolutely not and and, and okay, let's go back three years four years and portnoy goes to the white house and sits down with obama oh let me let me give you a paint a scenario for you it's march and portnoy goes there and they fill out their brackets together do you think big dan and big the pft and kfc and the rest of these and i don't even know half these people are kate and the rest of these social justice warriors at barstool would they have a problem with that if portnoy went and sat with their hero barack obama No, and he would have done, and Dave would have done it in a second, and you would do it in a second, would you not? Of course. Yes, of course, of course. And if Biden calls Portnoy today and says, come down in the basement, and and obviously there'll be handlers and teleprompters, it wouldn't be an impromptu uh, press conference, Portnoy would do that too, because he's about the brand, he's about his business, and it's good for business. Can you imagine thinking, you work for Barstool, you work for Portnoy, and you think he should turn down an invitation to the white house. I don't know the social media interactions that he got on Twitter, on their blog, on their website, on their videos. I'm going to guess it's, it's a record What point. I sat with Trump. Would you guess?
1: I mean, just if, if you didn't know about him before you do now, they kept saying that like, Oh, and and Dan's whole whiny eight minute rant there. He's like, I feel like they're just using us during an election year. It's like, bitch, you, you are at Barstool Sports at the end of the day. Don't, don't forget that. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. He has 80 million followers. He doesn't need know. Barstool Sports to amplify his voice. You need him, however. This was obviously good for you. I'm sure there is still a contingent of people in this country who don't know what Barstool Sports is. But guess what? They do now because they follow Donald Trump and his
0: every waking move. And and, and they, they do these kind of interviews all the time. Again, Obama did the brackets with ESPN every year. They have people that are that on like you off, you know, Jerry. Don't lie. Uh, it was was pathetic. My favorite part that. though, Turtle Boy. My favorite part is when he did the women's bracket. I don't care about the men. The women's bracket is so much better. So, <laughs> by the way, everybody watched the WNBA the other day for the first time ever. Oh, when they, when they the, all walked off the court. The two teams walked off the court during the national anthem and wouldn't you love to hear somebody one of these typical liberal one of these barstool people defend that and say it's not being disrespectful to the country or to the flag or to the yeah. anthem when you of literally walk day. off and uh-huh. say oh no it's a it's a sign of respect bullshit it's but anyway we don't have to waste a lot of time on the wnba we'll get to
1: though, like do we, do, not to go off a tangent but the brianna taylor thing i heard you guys talking about the other day i hadn't read about it i actually read about it this weekend and i'm kind of with you it's like they're not going to arrest these guys. It's never going to happen. So how long is this whole thing about justice for Brianna going to go for? Because you it's can't arrest them. There's nothing they can do. Well, did you
0: see, I had I went back and forth a little bit with Rex Chapman the other day because he thought LeBron James, he's a big liberal. He thought LeBron James was a was heroic. I think he actually used it. He, he said, you know, some heroes don't wear capes because LeBron said, we want those cops arrested.
1: Yeah, which is nice. And
0: I would to guess that you and I and even Reamer are better informed on the subject than LeBron James. Marcus Smart talked to Brianna Taylor's mother, and all he could say was, We want justice for Brianna. We want justice for Brianna. And I all I did was say, I got a question. Does Mark Marcus Smart know Brianna Taylor's boyfriend shot a cop? And that's a serious question. Does he know? Because that's the, that's, that's the reason they haven't been arrested. That's why there are no indictments. Yeah. That's why, because the DA, and again, this is not me. This is Jason Whitlock said the DA is a hero because he has stood up to the mob and refused to indict because he doesn't think he can get a conviction. He knows and, I mean, so what are he, you going to convict him on? If he indicts these cops and they go to court and they have a jury that listens to all the evidence, and the jury says, oh, Kenneth Walker, her boyfriend, shot the cop in the leg first. And they shot back. They're walking out of there. You wouldn't be, would be make it that far. He would be. In, they wouldn't get past the grand jury. I mean, they're like, what are you going to charge them? But what happens, Aiden, if they acquit the cops? This guy. I mean, you got to think this through. If these mm-hmm. cops go to trial and they get acquitted, you think LeBron and Marcus Smart and and you know the whole you know Black Lives Matter and Antifa for that matter, you think they all just say, oh, good, you know, justice, you know, played out and they got a fair trial and they were acquitted. Good, we'll move on. That, I mean, that, you would be talking about a whole new rash of, of unrest. So my violence. question
1: is like, the, she's not, they're not going to get arrested. They can't, they have nothing to arrest her for. They would have done it by now. So my question is, how long does the justice for Brianna thing go on for? Cause she's never, it's never going to happen.
0: I think it might only because of the one cop, that got Hankinson, one yeah, cop. Cause he's he gonna shot rape too. I think he shot her the most and he That's shot fine. randomly and he has a history And he got fired. And he's been accused of sexual assault by multiple women since then. I'm not sure.
1: Is that all admissible? I don't know. But No, but it's like a viral Facebook post. Who knows? But a
0: couple women have made the accusation. But I think he could indict the one cop and hope he gets maybe convicted on something lesser. Because if you have the grounds to fire him, obviously you see some uh, misconduct there. Maybe you can come up with a third yeah. degree manslaughter and maybe you can throw red meat to the mob. Not that that, that that that's the job of the DA. It is not. But if you were going to, you know, seek justice for Brianna, that's the only way it could go. The other two cops are going to walk there. They're, they haven't even been One of them got shot. Right. Got shot in the leg. Yeah. And, and I don't know it's, if it's a defense everyone always says it was the wrong house. It wasn't. And then they say they found no drugs, which is true. But that doesn't matter to the cops. Yeah. It wasn't their fault. They oh, I mean, it's, served the warrant. How come nobody's like asking that the
1: judge be arrested? The judge that signed off on the warrant, you know, the, without enough probable, or, or you know, or the people above them that made this call. Like these are the guys that executed the search warrant, and it's awful what happened. Basically, it comes down to, so he said, she said, they said that they announced themselves first. The people inside said no. So it's like, how do you prove otherwise?
0: They said they waited a while, banging on the door and saying we're the police. And but, but whatever. You're right. <laughs> it's it is the next cause celeb. It's going to be an issue. We saw it at the NBA. When does the NBA start? By the way, do you know when this whole uh,
1: the thirtieth or the thirty <laughs> first? So
0: that's when we get to see all the messages on their shirts, and there'll be a lot of you know justice for Brianna. I think it's uh, the NBA particularly has taken up the cause, and uh, we're going to hear a lot more about it. And most of it will be out of ignorance. We're just saying, you know, they they have to arrest them. They shot her. She's innocent. And that's all true. But you got to read up. You got to. If you read up and you still think, say, they should arrest this cop, Hankinson, I'm fine with that. If you can make the case, if you think they can make a case against him, go for it.
3: All right, today's show brought to you by Flagship Wealth. I'm actually here with Dave McDonough in his beautiful offices. Looks different since, one uh, four months ago since I was last year.
2: Well-decorated,
3: isn't it? Well-decorated. All right, we're talking about the Mid-Year Outlook report. This week, I'm actually a little ticked off, to be honest with you. Okay. Because you showed me how many people have gone to FlagshipWealth.com slash retirement. Versus the amount of people who've requested the guide, the 2020 mid year outlook. Maybe
0: it's the person giving the message.
3: Dave. It could be me. It right. could be. Maybe Jerry should start reading this. But the 124 people that went should have requested the guide, but only 54 did. So let's figure that out, people. Go there, put your email in, get the 2020 out- outlook report. Dave, what's inside it? Tell them. Well, sell it for me because I can't.
2: Well, here it is, David. You've got a market that just four short months ago was down 40%. Now we're flat for the year. And what this booklet does, it tells you how we got here, but more importantly, where we're going. So, you know, Dave, the return this year has come from five different stocks in one sector of the market. A lot of your listeners out there, they're just chasing that hot sector. That's not the smart thing to do. You get your hands on the booklet, tells you where to go to get the rate of return, especially, again, Dave, with the market flat for the year.
3: We gave away thousands of these on the radio now we're giving away hundreds right we're in the hundreds i said 54 yesterday downloaded it we're in the hundreds i want thousands okay it was the most popular guide we ever gave away on radio we're going to make it the most popular guide we ever gave away in podcasting don't be a dummy go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement you say it now tell them not to be a dummy don't be a dummy thank you flagshipwealth.com slash retirement i did not say give away the website i said just say don't be a dummy you listen to me when i speak Flagship Wealth dot com slash retirement get the mid-year outlook report securities and advisory services offered through lpl financial a registered investment advisor member finra sipc
0: i don't know why you went off on that tangent oh, i want sorry, to get, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> i want. I had it on the list but i want to get back to big cat because this is a uh, culinary guy he idolizes big cat and i understand why big cat's the biggest sports podcaster in the world and he makes a fortune and he is a big part of Barstool. And by all accounts, I don't know him, never met him, but Minahan loves him, says he's a great guy, and he's just not a troublemaker. He likes to be above it all and talk sports and you know and be a big star. But do you realize, Dave, that he interviewed Fauci himself two months ago? They had Fauci yeah. on. They had Fauci yeah. on with the sunglasses guy, PFT. And by the way, is that his, is that what we call him? PFT. Is that his Eric name? Something. That's what they, Eric asked. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. you call him PFT in every reference. They say PFT. That's his like name. you call me Turtle Boy. That's yeah, true. That's cool. It is. That's it not, is that's cool. It's not three random letters. That's, that's
1: true. Cool. And it also yeah. sounds like pro football talk. It like gets a lot. I always get them confused. And PMT. Too many. Do you not PMT. want? Do
0: you not want me to call you a uh, Turtle Boy? Do you no, I like.
1: Me? I like it. I like it when you call me Turtle Boy. Actually. Okay. Good. So so Dave,
0: you know, yeah. you know if um Biden calls today, Portnoy would do it, right? And you know what? It will probably be the same yeah. tone. He'd giggle about whatever and joke about maybe you know Biden's dementia or something. It did get it's it's what Portnoy does. When you when I heard this, I said at some point Portnoy is going to snap because he is he built this company. I think he's done some, you know, he's done right by these people. I know, I know Big Cat's a big star on his own, but at some point, he owes Portnoy. Does he not? At some point, Loyalty. he owes Barstool. Okay. Yeah, loyalties. He is really criticizing Portnoy for not asking tougher questions. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. You listen more than I do. But isn't uh, Big Dan's job and PFT's job to ask softball questions yeah. of athletes yeah. and coaches? Yes. Yes, so they, think, they think they were supposed to go in there and ask Trump about the sanctions on yeah. uh, the the tariffs on China.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I mean, listen, I don't agree necessarily. Like I said, I would have done the interview anyway. My thing is just that Barstool is just a cluster boy of a company where they're not telling like the employees shouldn't care anything. Just do what you want to do and then take shit for it after. Like whether it's Kate writing column columns, you know, about the China NBA deal, write it all you want. Just be prepared to back it up after.
0: Right. That's, That's all I ask. Right yes. Right. Let's let's hear because I couldn't I saw the Portnoy thing. I knew it would be sport, sort of benign and, you know, sort mm-hmm. of a slap and tickle because, you know, I, again, I think those guys would get along great if they hung out together. If they work together, Trump and Portnoy are soul brothers. Let's face it. At heart, they are. They are kindred spirits. They really so are. I see he does the interview. I hear a couple cuts, and then I'm just on Twitter, and I click on Big Dan, Big Cat, and then I talk to Minahan, and I said, is there anyone in your company who's not a whiny bitch? I mean, does anyone in your company understand, you know, that this, this interview had to be done? You know, it had to be done. You don't turn this down. But anyway, let's listen to Big Cat whine.
2: That's just stating a fact from my perspective. Like, I I watched the video. I watched it twice this morning. There were no hard questions. There were no, you know, follow-ups. If you're going to go interview the president, you have to have that ready to go. You can't let it become uh, a political act. And so the other part of it is I don't think it's a a uh, coincidence that the president's office reached out to barstool four months before an election when he's polling at his worst spot. Again, I don't want to talk about politics, but I'm forced to right now because this is the, this is what now barstool has become. And I'm going to get to all that in a second because that's the bigger point. But I don't think it's a coincidence that we were offered this at this specific point in time. And that, uh, bothers me because it feels like we are you being used in a political race. And I, from day 1 i've always thought that what we do here is make people laugh and we don't get into politics and we don't get into politics and we don't get into politics in fact 2 months ago you know someone reached out to to pft and i to to possibly interview joe biden we said no i said no i said i'm not going to do it i do not get into politics people come to 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 listen to me for an escape from the real world i'm here to make them laugh i don't want to be serious That's just what I want to provide for my audience. And that's what Barstool should provide to our audience.
1: If he really turned down
0: the Joe Biden interview, he's a fucking idiot. (laughs)
1: That's all I got to say about that.
0: Um, I think that was like during the primary when it wasn't a big deal. Uh, Maybe he doesn't think they could handle it. Could you think of any, you're a comedy website, right? Who could possibly be
1: funnier than Joe Biden?
0: If he he were to do that now, turn that down now, you're 100% right. It's fireable if you said no, we're not going to do Joe Biden. Can you imagine being invited down to his basement? Just they that on,
1: they, had, they had on Andrew Yang. Why can't they have on Joe Biden?
0: So, so they had Andrew Yang, they had Fauci, they had Perez, but they don't think Portnoy should interview Donald J. Trump. I don't believe I'm, that. I'm telling you, I don't know what Portnoy's breaking point is. I know he cares about the company more than anything, and he probably thinks it's better for the company if they all stick together and you know try to get along. But at some point, doesn't he just have to say, you know, get lost. Screw you. You don't want to work with me. You don't want to support me. You know, screw it. He really thinks, this guy really thinks that Dave should have checked with him. And if he did, we know that Dan would have said, don't do it. I hate Trump. Right. That's what he would have said. I don't and know if it, he would have. I think he just wanted to be like, well, well, how come
1: I'm not allowed to come along to the foot? Nobody told me I'm a, I'm a partner here. I own what, what, what percent of the company does he own?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Dave, does he own part of the company? Does he, uh, even if he does, we all have bosses, right? You know, we, yeah. if you're at that company, it's Portnoy's call, is it not? Yeah, like if
1: you own stock in the Green Bay Packers, you don't get to decide if Aaron Rodgers gets traded. That's not how this works.
0: <laughs> right, and, and they're so full of shit. What's the girl? What's the liberal uh, girl woman's name? That you have to be more specific. <laughs> that that Kirk's always feuding with it. Ellie, you know, there's Kate, there's Rhea. Oh, right, Ellie and Kate, one there's of those two. I mean, I assume on their podcast they're criticizing Portnoy too because there's this mutiny is just never ending. But every one of them, if given the chance, has to interview the president. They have to. They can't say, no, I don't like him. They, then you're not doing your job. Your job is to get more clicks and more viewers and more subscribers. And turning down the president is is just not doing your job. And if Biden called you today, and, and if Biden's smart and he's not, he would call Portnoy today. Would he not?
1: Uh, he would call Portnoy today?
0: Yes. Oh, of course he would. I the mean, second- why would you
1: Come on down the basement. We'll have some
0: laughs, right? I mean,
1: think about the instant comedy. You get Joe Joe Biden in a room. He will say something funny. He's Joe Biden. He cannot help himself. It will be not obviously intentional, but I mean, just imagine the, uh, it's like two generations apart, him and Big Cat interviewing each other. It would be
0: awesome. (laughs) And just to be there would be wild. Uh, By the way, um, when Trump sat outside in like this 95 degree heat, and got interviewed by chris wallace and chris wallace was asking tough questions it was a little bit uh 10 tense the interview uh, chris wallace is a, a liberally hates trump and it was an interesting interview um they trump's point during that interview was you know let's see if biden will do this let's see if biden will take the tough questions so of course you know chris wallace's guys immediately reach out to biden and they say He's unavailable. He will not sit down with Chris Wallace, who likes him. I assume it supports he wouldn't him.
1: wouldn't sit down with Wallace? Really? He will
0: not sit down with Chris Wallace. He is hiding Biden in it's almost August. And he's just uh, so tightly handled and, and scripted. It's, I don't know how, how long what, you could be. Sure
1: it's what he represents. He represents, he is the only thing in the way of another four years of Donald Trump. They have to protect him at all costs. They know that. they It's not up to him. It's not up to him. Would you agree with that?
0: Um, I would agree with that. I think it's up to his wife. I think she's got him by the arm. And she when he says something wrong, she digs in the fingernails into his arm. And you well, know, he like shuts if,
1: up. if Joe Biden wants to do an interview, they're going to say no, because they're like, no, no, no. We know you're a freaking moron. We know you're going to say some dumb shit. You're going to embarrass yourself. There's just no need for it when you can say nothing instead, uh, because you are literally the only thing between Donald Trump and another four years. Um, of him. So we got you,
0: we can't talk. Talking is a liability for you. Right. Right. But I don't know. Well, you seem to think you could do that till November. I don't at some point, I think it's going to hurt him. If there are more examples like this where Trump could say I'm facing the questions he's not. And, and by the way, the one big question is do you support, you know, this lawlessness because it is remarkable to me every day I'm watching the carnage and if you're just waking up uh, portland's on fire again they lit i don't know how they get away with this every night but they lit more fires outside the federal courthouse there is more uh vandalism more destruction in seattle and in in portland and you will not find a democrat to denounce them to condemn them it's amazing these the are the opposite these are marxists they're anarchists. They're vandals. They're, they they hate this country. They're burning the flag. They're burning federal property, and you don't get anyone. I mean, I didn't watch, you know, Ed Markey versus Joe Kennedy, but I'm assuming neither of them condemned this. I'm sure they, it wasn't brought up. Uh, they, you know, you you get nothing from Biden. You get nothing from all his potential running mates. You know, Kamala Harris and, and Elizabeth Warren. Yesterday, I don't know if you saw it. Some some guy, some big huge kind of uh, street reporter got Nadler, Gerald Nadler, who is the most pathetic. Oh, you don't know Fleckis Talks? Who
1: is it? Fluckus Talks. He's hilarious. Follow him on YouTube. He does a lot okay. of stuff like that.
0: He's good. He did He's a great good. job. He did a great job. He got Nadler outside and just asked him about Antifa destroying the country, which to me- I don't even understand if you're a Democrat, why you have to defend Antifa. They're 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 scum. They're absolutely it's not that they de-
1: I got a crazy uncle like this, a crazy liberal uncle, New York guy. And they're they're the talking point with Antifa
0: is they don't they don't exist. Like all these people. like right. It's a myth. Well, but aren't we watching? it? I mean, I, I if there were no uh, Twitter and no social media, no camera phone um, uh, iPhones, I, I think they could get away with that, denying it. But don't we? I think the point is that there's
1: no like central structure. There's no, you know, board of directors or anything like that. You know, like there is for a legitimate organization like Black Lives Matter. We, even though we don't know where the money's going for that, but they're legitimate because they've set up a 501c3.
0: Antifa has not. Well, Antifa has Twitter accounts, and this morning I believe Andy No was uh, retweeting them, and they were explaining to all their followers what to do and where to gather. They can be on Twitter, but. Turtle boy can't. I love I mean,
1: it. I guess I'm bad for it. You know, <laughs> our, our guy sharing memes about the president can't do it. Uh, so they, so they're
0: burning buildings, and they this this big dude. What's his name? Fonkus? Uh Fleckus. Fleckus corners Nadler, which is not hard to do. He can barely walk. He's he's just this disgusting looking troll, and asks about Antifa. And Nadler says that's a myth. A myth. So you're you're you can't believe your lion eyes, according to Gerald Nadler. They're not burning Seattle. They're not burning Portland. The, and and it, all it here's the goal. If you're Trump or Trump's team, is just tie Biden tie the Democrat ticket to this lawlessness, to this anarchy. You know, if you were to if if Biden were to sit down with anybody, even even Portnoy, and he's asked, "Will you condemn these people?" Will he do that? But yeah, Trump
1: should be making that his central case. I mean, look at our federal off these are federal officers that are being villainized by United States Congresswomen. They're calling them freaking foot soldiers and brown shirts and all this crap. Gestapo. Gestapo. Like why they're protecting a federal courthouse from being burned down And small businesses and stuff like that These are not good people lighting things on fire This is not a protest Why are they pretending it's a protest They're getting away with it too because Like yeah, yeah, Trump should be talking about it more But so should all the other elected, elected. Right. We were like the senator Like, We have 53 senators who are Republican Right now,
0: where the hell are they on this shit I, I, You know, Tom Cotton was just on He's one of the only ones, you're right it's, it, it is remarkable This is the 60th night in a row that they've destructed and destroyed in uh, in Portland that set fires 60 nights in a row and attack cops. I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, but their thing over the weekend was these lasers. They have apparently done permanent damage to the eyes of some uh, police officers. I How is that, that the biggest story in the country that people are doing this on our soil? If this happened in Fallujah or if this happened in Islamabad, you know, we'd be saying send in the troops, start shooting real bullets but it's Portland. So people say, Oh yeah, they're just, they, you know, they're upset about George Floyd. Well, well have you seen this, this wall of fat,
1: disgusting, slob moms <laughs> in yellow shirts that they're like you know, <laughs> glorifying? By the way, none of those chicks are moms. I guarantee you that. Right? Like, have they checked. It? Have, have you reproduced? Have you shown me who your kids are? Uh, you just look like a bunch of you know people that ate way too many Happy Meals and uh, you're just unhappy about the world. You don't look like a freaking a mother to me, quite frankly. What? Because you put on a yellow shirt, you're a mom all of a sudden. No, oh, you're just Antifa.
0: And Andy Nose says. Most of them aren't wa- moms, and some of them don't even identify as female. <laughs> they're, you know, they're trans, uh, whatever, cisgender, I don't know. Non binary,
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're whatever. What non binary. But Gerald Nadler, and these are powerful Democrats, says Antifa's a myth as we're watching Antifa burn a federal building. It's remarkable. It's the only issue, oh, I should say the only. It is the preeminent issue if you're Donald Trump or his guys or. You know, his campaign is just tie Biden to these lunatics, and do it every day, do it nonstop. You know who could do it better than Trump is Kaylee McEnany. She should be yeah. doing. She showed a video the other day, and all the networks turned uh, shut off the feed. They were showing the press conference, including Fox News, mm-hmm. and when she showed a video of all the destruction in Portland, Seattle, they cut away. It's a am- it's amazing. It's he's fighting. You know, not just Biden. He's fighting. You know, the media almost. You know, almost the entire media, ninety-eight percent, are fighting hard for a senile old man trapped in a basement in Delaware. But But you know why it's an uphill battle, though, Jerry. It's like none of this matters.
1: The number one issue is not law and order or anything like that. The number one issue is coronavirus. That is the number one issue. And the bottom line is, I don't blame Trump, but a lot of people
0: do, and that's what.
1: I agree I'm just saying No, I want
0: you to do your reamer uh, reamer. Tell me what what. He got
1: He he was briefed in early February About intelligence, about the virus coming over And he did nothing So when you say that Bill de Blasio was telling people to go That's because he doesn't get a White House press briefing And Trump was too busy golfing Again, to pay attention (laughs) to the briefing And as a result, 140,000 people are dead
0: you know, what was too busy where all the Democrats, they were all they wanted was impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. As this thing hit our shores, Trump shut down travel from China on January 31st. On February 1st, Biden called him a racist, a xenophobe.
1: We've been over it. I'm not here to um, argue about that. I, what I'm saying <laughs> is the fact of the matter is that the majority look at the, the polls don't lie. This is most people don't agree with us. We've been over this. We most people I understand, like, hey, but I like just
0: all I do is ask for specifics. What did he do? And they say, "Well, uh, 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 he didn't wear a mask." I mean, they don't have real concrete examples of of.
1: In the golf, uh, why mist- is he going golfing with Brett Favre? How does that look? What's wrong with him?
0: I don't know. Uh, Obama, with Brett Favre? Obama Favre's did the weekend. same thing.
1: Yeah, I've, we know that, Jerry. But this is—he didn't. Obama wasn't
0: doing that during a pandemic. It's just a stupid look. He I don't. Did it, he did it the day after. Some was it Daniel Pearl or was it uh, the other guy? Got in his head. You're making excuses off.
1: for him. We want you uh, want this guy to win, right? I mean, enough with the excuses. Tell him to get his shit together.
0: I um, I have to say, normally I don't laugh at the uh, you know the liberals because they're not very funny. But there was a funny one from a liberal when they showed the picture of Favre and Trump together. I said, "Hey, look, Brett Favre sending out dick pics again." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a rare moment of of quality humor from a liberal but are we done with because i don't know if we got to any of the questions people most people probably seen or heard uh the interview it's not great they they talk about fauci in the stock market and and uh and, and um trump's appearance on ali ali what's his face the show ali g, ali g the uh, Sacha baron cohen show and it was a great move by Portnoy, by the way, sucking up to Trump at the beginning by saying, I saw you on the LAG show, and it was great when you sniffed out the Oh that made stump. Trump feel so no good. And Trump said, sense. Hey, you he looked around, hey, did you hear that? He's giving me credit. It was a great move by Portnoy to get him to loosen up. I would ask, I would ask Big Cat and PFT and KFC and GBH and everyone else. I would say, what was Portnoy supposed to ask? What would the answer be? Okay, you play the role of PFT. Put your sunglasses on and give me a, you know, okay, you already have a mysterious nickname. We don't know your real name. Tell me what Trump should have, uh, Portnoy should have asked Trump. He sh-
1: um, He probably should have asked him about, like, you know, uh, <laughs> what's he going to do with the bracket next year? Why hasn't he done a bracket yet? And, like, is he racist? Because, like, a lot of people yeah. say you're racist. Right, so are that's you? A-
0: that's a good one, PFT, or I don't know, maybe you're Jeff Spicoli now, Sims. Um, uh, PFT, that's a good one. Why are you so racist? That's what yeah, one of these idiots say saying. In our
1: office, there's these chicks, uh, Ria and Kate, and they think are a little bit racist. So, <laughs> what's up with that?
0: Why do you not care about black people? Yeah. <laughs> why do you Why do you think Mexicans are all rapists? Yeah,
1: like, like, yeah, did you really have to say that? Like, that was not chill, dude. <laughs>
0: So they talk. And why don't you think, don't you think uh, Colin Kaepernick is just dreamy <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know about that? But no, they're, I mean, their own company. Don't you just love Colin Kaepernick and, and all his wicked, awesome, like protest stuff.
1: I love how even Dave has come around on the kneeling stuff. Like he's pro oh, kneeling now. Cause he has to be, I mean the whole thing, they're just shoving it down. It's very obvious right now with baseball. We've seen, they're going to shove this down your throat and you are going to
0: like it. You are going to freaking well, I, like it. I uh, it wasn't my best prediction. My best prediction was in January when I said Brady was going to Tampa, but I said a month ago, everybody is going to kneel, including Tom Brady, Drew Brees and Roger Goodell. And we're a long way off from those guys' opening days September. And uh, so far, I'll say this, the entire teams have knelt. They're all lemmings. They're all just mindless followers. And they're all just taking a knee. They don't know why. Most of them could never explain to you why. Mookie Betts took a knee A, a day after signing a $380 million contract. Mookie Betts, who's never said anything.
1: And oh, by the way, you know, you just see, you see uh, Cody Bellinger and Max Muncie standing there, their hands.
0: That's that bothers you know, me more than kneeling. With you know, them.
1: you know, they felt so fucking good doing this. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, this is. I'm so freaking. This just feels me. In an iconic moment right now. Yeah, let
0: let me share some of this with yeah. you. This, some of this, this, this deep, is my white deep
1: privilege I'm transferring to you.
0: Have I some, got, please. I got nothing against Mookie, but he. I I guarantee you, if you said, let's sit down for ten minutes, tell me, you know, why you knelt. Explain to me. Why you think this country is systemically racist? Why you think, you know, we need uh, to to defund the police? Something. Let me hear something. Why you felt the need to take a knee during the anthem, which upsets a lot of people, a lot of veterans, a lot of cops find this very disrespectful. Yeah. You know, tell me, tell me why you did it. Do you think t- Mookie put two sentences together on this? I'll tell no. you one guy who why he did it. Alex Verdugo did
1: it because now all of a sudden people have forgotten about the incident that was never really talked about, you know, with the woman's or he filmed women beating the shit out of each other. I believe that was a thing. You know, we haven't heard much about that. Cause now he's woke. He was like one of the three that actually did kneel, which is actually brilliant on his part because now nobody's talking about that stuff.
0: It's it's it immunizes you. How about, how about Gabe Kapler? Gabe Kapler covered up the Verdugo incident. And then when he took a knee last week on opening day, uh, you know my old friend Tony Maserati and other baseball people say, "Isn't he awesome?" He took a knee. Well, I mean, he also covered up. You know this incredible scandal when Verdugo uh, was involved or videotaping an assault on a teenage, you know, runaway uh, uh, girl. Uh, um, and Kaplan wanted the girl to come meet with. The, her assailants and the guys who, who watched her, the witnesses, sit down and have dinner. Didn't want to tell the cops. Didn't want to you know, take any uh, action against the guys. Just want to sit down and have dinner. Meet meet them at uh, in the ground round. Anyway, the ground round. Here's what. Here's whatever. Now meet them at uh, Golden Corral. So here's yeah. what. But here's the way guys are thinking now is I got to take a knee because I don't want to deal with the crap. If I don't, it's the opposite of what it was when Kaepernick did it, or even, you know, Eric Reed or whoever. Now, the guys who don't kneel, and I said this a couple of months ago too, it takes courage to stand for the anthem. We saw it with that that professional soccer player woman from uh, Chicago, and we saw it on opening day from Sam Coonrod, my new favorite. Coonrod. I'm going to order my my Sam Coonrod. I think he's number 65. Order my Sam Coonrod jersey because he's my new favorite player. That guy has balls. He stood with every other member of his team, and the, op- the opposing team all knelt. He stood there like a hero. That takes guts. Another one, I never even heard of this guy. His name is Rick Warensky. He's a PGA player, PGA professional, and he was in the 3M Open. I know you were gripped to oh, that. Over couldn't the- stop watching he um played and it's in minnesota i guess it's so so some reporter i think it's a golf uh, digest or golf magazine guy wrote he was only 20 minutes away from where george floyd was shot i mean shot and uh, killed and he wore a blue lives matter band around his wrist you know one of those little charitable rubber bracelets mm-hmm. and he's like talking to the media and they focus in on it and it says blue lives matter the gall the utter uh, callousness of him wearing something to tribute uh, in tribute to cops only 20 minutes away from where George Floyd was murdered. I mean, what, well, did you see what happened in Hingham over the weekends? I did not.
1: Well, the, maybe. Police, the police chief in Hingham oh, literally correct. one guy wrote an email complaining about a, a blue thin blue line flag hanging on a fire truck in Hingham, which is the town next door to Weymouth where Michael Chesnut was murdered oh, two yes. years ago.
0: It's written down here. You blogged about it. It was excellent.
1: Yeah, and he, one snot-nosed college student from Ohio, home for the weekend, writes an email saying, this offends me because this has been co-opted. This That's their new favorite word. Co-opted by white nationalists or whatever, this symbol. And what does the gutless police chief, Glenn Olson, do? He ta- he agrees to have it taken down. And then Michael Chestnut's uh, wife yesterday unleashed a thorough beating on Facebook. Did you see her post
0: yeah. Well, I saw you blog about it. Yes,
1: it was good. It was great. And, and, what did and she the, say? well, she basically just eviscerated. She's like, you are des- desecrating my uh, husband's name. My husband did nothing wrong. He isn't people like him are being villainized. And all those politicians who came and you shook my hand at the wake right. and the funeral, and then you all voted yes on this bill, which is basically a slap in the face because the police were never consulted about it. I mean, how do
0: you pass a police reform bill without talking to the police? It is amazing. What's the guy's name again, the police chief, the gutless police Glenn chief. Olson. Glenn Olson, you should be ashamed of yourself. It is remarkable this kind of accepted notion that we need police reform <clears throat> because one cop, murdered one guy in minnesota which is a tragedy we've talked about it many times derek chauvin is in prison he will never get out he's living the rest of his life in hell as he should so that means some guy some cop you know thousands of miles away suddenly has to worry about you know losing everything because he lost his uh, qualified immunity and or maybe he does he was thinking of becoming a cop but he's going to change his mind and you know, become uh, go into some other line of work because he feels like there's a war on cops, and every day, you have to sit and watch these punks, these low these scum get in the cops' face and just blame, you know, uh, all cops, all cops are bastards. Yep. I mean, it's it's amazing. Here we are fighting. What are we fighting? What are we fighting against? Systematic racism, right? Systemic racism. Yeah. We're fighting against stereotyping an entire group of people. Because mm. the actions of one or two, right? That's where think, fighting- think
1: of about, think about how messed up this is, right? In the last five years in Massachusetts, how many unarmed black people have been killed by police? Uh zero. Zero. How many police officers have been killed in this state by violent felons who should be a way for life in the last five years? There's been three Tarantino, Gannon, and Chesna. Two all others in Falmouth were also shot. Same situation. That's what these all guys all of them come in. Common. All of their killers should have been in jail for but was there any call for reform of our judicial system to hold judges and district attorneys accountable who are re-releasing these animals back into the wild to harm people. No, there's none. However, that, ha- that happens in our state this is happening and our legislators do nothing but 1,500 miles from here, a police officer, a rogue police officer does something bad and our police officers have to be punished for it and that's what this is. This is punishment. If you're making, them, uh, making it impossible for them to do their jobs, if you're making it able, so they can be sued so easily uh, if they, you know, if they look at somebody the wrong way. You are punishing them. For yeah, are.
0: I mean, it's the mentality. You ask right. if there was reform after these cops were killed. Yes, there was. They they released more criminals into into society. You That's know, true. the elected elected DAs who don't believe in bail. You know, they made you know shoplifting uh, uh, not a real crime. You can't <laughs> ask a cop. You ask. You talked to many. I've talked to many. They can't do their jobs. Guys are, uh, again, like you know, shoplifting, and then they know who it is, and they go catch him, and they arrest him, and the next day he's out, and he does it again. You know, there's no justice, and it, there seems to me that the obviously the murder of George Floyd resonates around the country, but the murder of a cop, I mean, we can go back to the murder of the five police officers in Dallas who were shot by a Black Lives Matter supporter uh, who just wanted to kill cops. They had a memorial service. Barack Obama went and spoke and blamed cops. He blamed cops. said, we all have to take responsibility. After the five cops were murdered in cold blood. This is why you have to
1: vote Republican. When you see this, like, how can you not? When when you see them supporting the looters in Oregon, pretending it doesn't exist, forget your politics, forget Russia, forget all that stuff. How can you support a party that just despises law and order and they want
0: anarchy like it's madness? Again, that's back to what Trump has to do. That's that should be his goal. But I want to get back um, to the kneeling because it was uh, it got it got comical as I knew it would um, when uh, in in Boston. How many were open? Kneeled on open knelt on opening day. Four or five Red Sox. Yeah. Four or five Red Sox. Entire other teams. Have, have, so I was kind of surprised. How few Red Sox knelt. I'm sure the ownership wasn't happy. The ownership that put up a 250-foot banner that says Black Lives Matter. John Henry, another billionaire supporting a Marxist organization. Another billionaire supporting an effort to abolish police and uh, open the border and end capitalism. It's wonderful, isn't it? There was a rally yesterday in Boston. I'm sure you saw the video another Black Lives Rally, and they held nothing back. They spoke about ending capitalism. They spoke oh, about- not, they, they've spoke they never hit it. No, well, that
1: doesn't right. speak for the group. That doesn't speak right. for the group. It's like, well, then what does the group say? You're saying Antifa isn't a real organization. Then what's Black Lives Matter if the people who speak on Black Lives Matter are not a part of Black Lives Matter?
0: They they spoke of ending capitalism yesterday. This is an organization that, that most of uh, professional sports, most teams, most owners support an organization that wants to End capitalism, um, but then you get different, you know, different words, um, different terminology like the debate, the Kennedy uh, Marquis debate. They both said they would like to reimagine policing, a new favorite word, which is disgusting. That should make you sick. Have the balls to say, you know, defund the cops again. I hate AOC, I think she's dangerous, I think she's dumb, but at least she has the courage of her conviction, she says, oh, we're not talking about reimagining anything. We are talking about eliminating cops and, and letting our anarchy take hold in our cities. That's what she wants. She wants more crime, more destruction. And she says as much, get rid of the cops. These fools, Markey and, and Kennedy, just say we need to reimagine. Which means nothing, of course. It, it means nothing, nothing, of course. But anyway, so the Boston Red Sox support marxism they want to end capitalism and abolish the police they they said so when they put that banner up and you know they write it on the field and everything else um um as as kurt schilling asked when they put blm on the mound what happens to the first pitcher that goes back there and scratches it out with his with his cleats you know like in in, in worcester
1: right now they're literally spending time like detectives are putting out pictures of a somebody who did a burnout on the black lives matter on a public freaking street
0: by the way you can't. Yeah, it's like that, that's another one. They, the, the, I, I can't believe we still have anarchy, we still have crime, even though they painted Black Lives Matter on on the street on, in, in DC and in New York. Wasn't that supposed to end it all? But so, um, a reporter from Channel 2 WGBH that's the welfare station, these are the uh, the parasites that suck off the taxpayers. You ask, you know, what's wrong with the Republicans? I've been asking for my entire adult life when is there going to be Republican Congress with the balls? to defund NPR. Isn't that amazing? We want to defund the police who are putting their lives on the line every day, but we don't want to defund NPR or PBS. We don't want to defund you know Firing Line or whoever else is on these. I don't even watch, but anyway, a reporter from GBH Public TV said uh, because only a handful of Red Sox players knelt and disrespected the flag and the anthem that Tom Yawkey would be proud. Not Tom (laughs) Yawkey. Is the former owner, who's considered racist, although there's no proof. I mean, I I say all the time, if you know, if you, the only proof I could see is that he hired, and tolerated, uh, a general manager, Mike Higgins, who was overtly racist, and I guess you know that's enough in this day and age. But anyway, Tom Yaki, who donated more to charity than anyone in in Boston history, is a bad guy now. I I understand that. That's fine. And this guy thinks. A racist would be proud of a team that only had five guys kneel. What? Uh, Honestly, well, that that same
1: woman who put that out and I took, and I, I I messaged her about it last week is the same woman who's been one of the many who's been glorifying Monica Cannon Grant. So icon, I kind of I you know the racist woman that did that tirade about Rayla Campbell in District Seven. So I sent her a nice respectfully worded DM and I said, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I saw you report on her before. I thought you'd like to know here's a racist tirade from a woman. Uh, even Rachel Rollins has denounced her, blah, 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 having her back. But she's, uh, you know, very concerned about uh, obviously the Red Sox players kneeling. And did you see yesterday she fell for the Godfather thing? I did not. Oh yeah. So somebody, po- somebody uh, posted, a picture of, uh, Dan Finucci is that how you say his name? I've, I've been a while since I've seen the Godfather, but, uh, they posted a video uh, of a scene from a picture of a scene from the Godfather and tweeted it out. And they said, I just was at a party in the North end. And there's all these people without masks. And it's, uh, it's a scene from the Godfather. Oh, and she, right, and right. she responds and says, I'm from WGBH. Can I use this picture? Oh, yes, of right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. and
0: I, I, I mean, it's so funny. It's so funny when these people start, uh, Uh, lecturing people for not wearing masks. And then the next scene, the next tweet is about some protest. They had a massive protest in Seattle during the day and no one's wearing masks, no one's social distancing and no one's complaining. That's okay. There's a CNN Twitter feed that had the same day they had a protest. I think it was Seattle. Uh, Could have been somewhere in California. Anyway, you know, tens of thousands of people in the street protesting, you know, whatever George Floyd, And the same day, there was a big church service outdoors, and people went to to worship their God, and the CNN said they weren't social distancing, they weren't following uh, the the guidelines, they weren't wearing masks. And you say, well, neither were the protesters, but whatever. It is Fauci at the Nationals game. That Fauci, that fraud, that fraud. You're finally done
1: with him. You can't. Oh, God,
0: yes. Oh, God, yes. I'm so done with him. He's so full of it. It's time for him to go. I mean, it's it's long past time for him to go saying, you know, now you got to wear masks and this thing will never end. And he's literally sitting right next to two people, not distancing. He's literally not wearing his mask. And by the way, he could it could be the second worst uh, first pitch in history behind 50 Cent or maybe Baba Booey. Why
1: is he even there? Like why? What a bad look that is! I mean, you look like Caesar, right, sitting in the freaking um Coliseum by yourself, yeah. watching much.
0: What? What? Why is he by himself? Why is he by himself, Turtle Boy? Because he won't let anybody else go to the game. Just him and his wife and his friend. No one else that's, is allowed.
1: I mean, that's not. You're not even kidding. That is literally right. what happened. He he gives his recommendation. It's put in place, but he gets to go. That's madness.
0: Well, you want to talk about tone deaf? Did you see the Red Sox head throw out their opening pitch? Was it Charlie? If, if, if you're not aware, if you don't pay close attention, we in Massachusetts are number one. We're number one. We have the highest unemployment rate in the country. We have over a million people unemployed. We have tens of thousands of businesses that have been forced into bankruptcy by one man, Charlie Baker. And the Boston Red Sox decided on opening day, let's honor that man who has driven the state into into.
1: Uh, that's not street. the way people view it, though. I mean, I agree completely. But the bottom line is that's not how most Red Sox. Uh, well, there's nothing to view. I just told
0: you the facts,
1: Jerry. told you're, you the you're, facts. You're, you're, do you think these people have ever cared about facts? Are you kidding me right now? You have okay. facts. Oh, cool. Uh, that in the, you know that in quarter, get your bag of chips. But even if, you,
0: even if you didn't want to blame Baker, and I don't know why you wouldn't. It's his policies. He's the one who's put us in this position. Even if you, didn't, why do you want this this robot governor? Throw out the first pitch. Do you think people love him? Now they're gonna go, Oh, great, look who it is. It's Charlie. I mean, he's like he's the most popular politician in the state, Jerry,
1: and he's a republican. He got a higher percentage of the vote in 2018 than Elizabeth Warren did. That's insane.
0: Wait till he gets 20% unemployment, maybe 25%. They're really gonna love him, huh? They don't give a shit. Because he saved lives, Jerry.
1: He was too busy. He's saving lives. If you care about the economy, you only care about money.
0: We have the dumbest voters, these dumbest voters in in the whole world. I mean, it's not even – think about it. We have 4,000 restaurants that are going to go out of business, 4,000. And, you know, Baker does not care at all. I've told you before, I had a source who was on the task force and said he doesn't listen to anyone, he doesn't give a damn. When you talk about people being forced out of work, he does not care. All he cares about is his approval rating. And will Linda Pasudi still love him? Will the globe still blow him a kiss now and then? But but that
1: uh, it's it and and ultimately that's interesting you bring that up because he he's addicted to poll numbers, we know that. So the question is: what is he going to do when this police reform bill? hits his desk because it did not pass. It, it passed 93 to 66, which is not as overwhelming as they thought. So they do not have a two thirds to override it if he vetoes. So this isn't for, like usually when, when the state house passes a bill, they know what the governor is going to do, whether or not he's going to sign it. Nobody knows right now. So it's, what do you, I mean, do you think he's going to sign it?
0: Yes. Yes. I think, he is. I think the globe's going to encourage him to sign it. GPH, you know, those, uh, uh the, all the welfare guys at, uh, gbh will support him he's winning over all these people that are he's not used to being friends with and he's
1: democrats voted against it he's I mean, turned vote- his
0: back on the people who put him in office initially turned his back on know, anybody that works for a living he's he's catering to the non-working class he's probably gonna you know make an appearance with monica uh
1: can't agree yeah probably uh, is.
0: yeah Cannon. but let me i, I want to get back to the red sox and uh um after i talk about shame do i have to wake up colin do you think we should wake him up you alive.
3: i just got, i just got back from the beach i went to the beach while you guys were talking and dropped off all my the chairs secured a spot for my family that's what i did
0: oh excellent You. Yeah. you uh, how are you feeling this morning by the way you don't look so great
3: i always i'm not a photogenic guy i always look hung old so you're
0: feeling okay even though you were drunk tweeting last night
3: yeah, I've been drunk tweeting for seventy-two hours. To be honest with you, do you have so a skateboard
1: five. within a vicinity of you right now?
3: There is no skateboard. Why? Because I'm wearing it backwards. Yeah, hat. It's a,
1: yeah, you look so like we- a freaking
0: '90s throwback kid right now. I look
3: now. like an asshole when I wear yeah. it forward. You know, when when
0: you, it, you um, no, wear it forward. You know, come on. I'm freaking so,
3: asshole. See? Grown man. When you when we're done
0: here, you're just heading to the beach. Or you're going back to bed. I'm going to the beach. And what are you gonna do? With, what time do you have? Crack your first whatever beer probably
3: around? Uh, probably around noon. That'll be the plan. Sure you are, you're, right till
0: noon. you're a big daytime drinker, huh?
3: Yes. Like, big daytime drinker. Get to bed early, start
0: early. That's all. See, I, I'm the opposite. I don't do daytime. It's it just ruins your whole night, you know, when you get all you know hung over and it's like dinner time and you're like, eh, that's not my thing. But you know, it sounded like you had a good time yesterday. We were right. all following you on Twitter. I clicked on your drunk periscope for about two minutes, and all the people on the Periscope said saying, Hey Jerry, how Why are you, Jerry? Hey? And I said, I don't want to, I don't want to interact. With your with your with the Cullinane with the Cull color Cullinane fanes
3: it was a good time. We are just hanging out. Good
0: time. All right. Well, we'll get you to the beach shortly. I'm going to talk about Shane. I'm going to get to the Red Sox, and we have to get some answers from uh, Turtle Boy about his uh, attack on Cullinane over the weekend. But first, this is for you homeowners and home builders. I know you know what I'm going to say. My brother-in-law Greg has a huge selection of precast concrete steps for you. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair in an old home, whether you want to upgrade that old place, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete or customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. They'll do do this today. I know it's going to be 98 degrees in Massachusetts today, all over New England. It's going to be scorching, but these guys aren't letting up. They've been working all through the pandemic. Charlie Baker couldn't kill this company. No way. Couldn't kill the uh, great people at Shea Concrete. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You can stay inside, crank the AC, look out the window, and watch them do all the work. And when they're done, your house will look better and be worth more. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at Shayconcrete.com. You can also see if they uh, have a job for you. If you're one of those people who've been put out of work. By the draconian measures of the Baker administration. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe you can bounce back and get a job at Shake Concrete. Check it out. See their openings at shakeconcrete.com or just email your resume to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. All right, over the weekend. Um on Saturday morning on uh ninety-eight point five sports station in Boston. Um, I think I think it's the only sports station left in Boston. They uh On a show, I didn't hear it, but Jim Murray, who I I kind of like him, he he came on. He came on and said that he didn't watch the Red Sox opening day game. Um, I don't know too many people who did. I guess, you know, people you don't hear people saying, oh, it's so good to have baseball back. Do you? They keep saying what you hear is saying. That's not really baseball. Look at it. It looks ridiculous. There's no fans. There's cardboard cutouts. There's no noise. The Red Sox are, it's a, you know, rebuilding year. They've gotten rid of all their black players and put up a sign that says Black Lives Matter. So they're, uh, their heart's in the right place. Um, sure. Um, over the weekend, he said he didn't watch the game. And then Tom Karen, who works for Nesson, he's like a studio host. Sometimes he does games. He's a big Red Sox guy, kind of, you know, supporter
2: nerds. nerd wallet presents money questions credit card round ready steve no time to answer how can you compare and apply for the best travel credit cards turn to the nerds where can you find the best card for your credit score turn to the nerds for a triple point bonus is it better to earn rewards in points or miles uh i'm kidding turn to the nerds winner winner fiscally responsible
3: dinner game's over steve from the lowest rates to the best rewards for all your credit card questions turn to the nerds
1: at nerd wallet
0: at zenni.com promoter of the boston red sox he didn't like that he said shame on you to uh to jim murray and it kind of set off i don't want to say attack on karen but it set off a a debate and do people care about the red sox and i certainly don't i don't know that you do i don't think the ratings are going to be the uh, the the ratings are going to be terrible they're going to be terrible the interest is zero i mean if they if they started selling tickets again you think they'd sell out i mean there would be you know, they would, they'd be fans, but they wouldn't be record numbers. They'd they have really, to
1: lower the cost.
0: Yeah. I they mean, wanted
1: to fill up the stadium.
0: do you even know who's like playing for them? I mean, you know, there's no Mookie Betts there's no David price. Um, I mean, I guess,
1: I mean, Evaldi was their day one starter. That's not good. I don't know much about the Red Sox, but if Nate Evaldi is your day one starter, things are, it's not, I have no interest in the team. And, um, and uh, did Eduardo Rodriguez get coronavirus? I don't know it's like a lot of people are tapping out it's like this season's so stupid I mean I almost wish they just canceled it I mean there's no point in bringing this back I watched some of these I thought I'd get into the NBA when it comes back because the Celtics are really good this year and the Bruins are really good I thought I'd really like it but I've seen a couple of these games it looks like summer League games like the way they're playing <laughs> like they're playing a cock I, pavilion
0: I, I I don't have interest in this maybe I'll get there if it's something exciting happens if they're in the race that late in the year but right now it does not seem real I think the NBA is going to be worse I think the whole thing in the bubble with the, all the slogans and everything it's going to become you know political you know uh, ad when you hear these guys like LeBron and others Marcus Smart talking about you know their latest cause. yeah so Tom Karen writes he's a big Jim Murray fan but to co- to come on and say he didn't watch any of the Red Sox game the first game played by one of the big four teams in the last four months is a joke. Be better. better. He says, be better. So being better, according to Tom is watching the Boston Red Sox who have cut their payroll, got rid of their their best player, you know, told in fan you are on a sports talk
1: radio show, right? You're there to talk about sports.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're right. So maybe you should have watched it and done what we just did kind of mocked it and said, it doesn't feel real. This team is not likable as I tweeted back at Karen and said, you know, I hate to break it to you, but for many reasons, your team is just not likable. People can't stand ownership management. I mean, how many times does the management ownership have to throw their own fans under the bus, have to, you know, offer them up, you know, the, 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 the altar of political correctness and accuse them of being racist, their own fans. How many times does ownership have to call their own fans racist before the fans say, Screw you! I'm bailing.
3: But to Turbo Boy's point too, what did they talk about instead? Because I would assume if, if we were on ninety eight five at that time, we wouldn't have talked about the game. But we talk about the Black Lives Matter sign or whatever it right. is, center field that is right in your face. You see it every play of every game. That's Not on
0: You wouldn't. Know.
3: They sure as hell probably didn't do that. Well, I you
0: can't do that on um, the Red Sox flagship station, which is. I mean, we know you can do that
1: anywhere if you don't want to get canceled
0: you have seen the memo. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to disparage anything the Red Sox do on my old station, which must be, it must sound like you know Baghdad Bob at this point saying, "Aren't they wonderful?" They lost two out of three to the lowly Orioles, uh, but it's not going to get any better. I mean, let's be honest. Only four or five guys knelt, and that made them racist, according to some in the Boston media. That's remarkable. I think that's what you talk about the day after opening day. You talk about how many guys knelt, how many guys chose that moment to make a political statement. Isn't that kind of the state of all the games at this point is who will, you know, who will out outwoke the other guy?
1: Not just that. It's like they're they're right. They're taking down names. If you're not kneeling, it's it's turned into right. that Seinfeld episode where Kramer refused to wear the, the AIDS ribbon. On the age match. Why aren't you wearing the ribbon? Why aren't you kneeling? Do you not think that Black Lives Matter? Why aren't you kneeling? Do you are you, typical You must like Tom Yawkey. You must be a racist. All you people out there not taking a knee means you don't care about black people. I mean, think about how simple-minded you have to be to believe that that is how you show that you give a shit about black people is by kneeling at a game, you simple-minded
0: buffoons. And and I love how they say, Oh, it doesn't mean disrespect to the to the country or the cops or the military. Says who. That yeah, Colin, that's, Colin, that's, Colin I mean, Kaepernick never said that.
1: Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, why, why would they pick the anthem? Right, why not, not, why
0: not kneel during the coin flip? Why not kneel at halftime? Why the anthem? These people don't like
1: the United States because of America. Colin <laughs> Kaepernick. I mean, it's very
0: clear. Because Colin Kaepernick hates this country. We know that. He, we know that he'd prefer Cuba. He's tried to make that case. And they want it both ways. They want to say, oh, yeah, this means I love the country more than I kneel during the anthem. Oh, well, no, it doesn't if they, if people interpret it as an insult and, and, and by the way, Sam Coonrod, uh, had the guts to at least explain himself. He said he's a Christian and he only kneels before God. I think that's a pretty sound, uh, logical explanation. I don't kneel for anyone but my God. And of course he got vilified. Um, by the San Francisco media, of course, but this guy, there's a guy from um, NBC, a reporter named Monty Poole, and he just kills, kills Coonrod, not just for standing for the anthem, but he kills him for doing it for religious reasons. Now, Coonrod stood, and after the game, he said, I can't get on board with a couple of things I've read about Black Lives Matter, how they lean towards Marxism, and they said some negative things about the nuclear family. I just can't get on board with that. Now, kudos to Coonrod because 98% of athletes don't even know that. They don't know that Black Lives Matter leans towards Marxism. And then he writes, I meant no ill will by it. I don't think I'm better than anyone. I'm a Christian. I believe I can't kneel before anything besides God, Jesus Christ. Okay, that sounds pretty solid. In past, you'd respect the guy's religion. And his convictions, and you'd give him credit, wouldn't you? Even if you weren't a crazy, I do, but it's
1: kind of like a sellout. Like you know, like, they, they can't go after him because you can hide behind your religion. Just be honest about it, like because I don't support this Marxist radical organization, just, and it's also credit he did. Yeah, I know, but he, I, I guess he did. He mentioned the nuclear family aspect of it. That was good, but you know, the religion thing, I I don't know if I believe that to be perfectly honest.
0: He writes uh, well. He said it, and 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 pool this NBC reporter writes. Coonrod did nothing wrong. He he said plenty wrong, though, offering up an explanation that slid off his tongue and went dribbling down his chest like liquid contradiction. Now, if that's not the worst written paragraph I've ever read, I don't know what is. It's also a load of crap. He said Poole went on to claim that quite, quote, like so many others standing against the tide of progress, uh, Coonrod has not taken the time to inform himself or else he would see motive behind the movement need not the motive behind this movement need not be affiliated with BLM, but rather bring greater awareness to the racial injustice. That is the focus. That's not true. You're making that up. Monty pool BLM stands by it. They they're they're Marxist. And he writes uh, his own interests are in conflict uh, with protesting racial inequity, inequality. Um, you know, he writes, you don't have to be a card-carrying member to decry the of BLM to decry the obvious wrongdoing of America's ways. And then he said he was um, uh, stepping out of, of humanity or so, opting out, opting out. Coonrod's explanation means he was opting out of humanity when he stood for the anthem. These people have lost their freaking minds. Honest to God. Really, I
1: mean, they really have it's, They've turned this and, you know, I, p- some people will say, well, they don't, I'll be Alex Raymond. Jerry, it's not that like they hit this country. They just want to make it better. What don't you understand about that? The whole part of this is they want to stay here and they want to make the country better. I don't think they do. I like, I think they like having something to complain about. Like Sean King yesterday is tweeting on nonsense about how some arbitrary ranking of Western countries. We were ranked like 32nd out of 35 as, you know, places to live says, who? like these, they love seeing that shit. They oh. love Like, then leave. I mean, be, 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 you can't tell people that because it's racist, but it's like, right. the, why are you here? You
0: obviously don't believe that. Well, just listen to that guy, the, that guy, the Monty Pool, the NBC guy, saying, because the guy stood and said it was because of his religion and because he's not Marxist. To me, that's pretty thoughtful. That's better than most athletes. And this guy's accusing him of not being informed. It's just the opposite, Monty Pool, you friggin' idiot. He is informed, you're not. And he's a Christian. He says he only kneels before God. I think that's a pretty good explanation. You know, just because you're a blinded, you know, hate you're 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 blinded by your hatred for anyone, anyone that would step out of line, anyone that wouldn't take their orders, you know, from Colin freaking Kaepernick and take a knee for the anthem. It's incredible. The guys with courage now are standing for the anthem. It's totally flipped on his head. They're standing their heart over their chest they're you know professing their love of of god and jesus those are the bad guys they're the ones who quote opted out of humanity it's disgusting anyway speaking of disgusting your attack on uh, on my producer here i don't i didn't appreciate that what an attack and <laughs> we talking about let's talk about this
3: okay. there was- Watch out. What, how did that start where you you were shitting on me it was just the big cat take right
1: yeah you you and I'm like yeah so we you're like you're attacking me you're like you're it's like why cuz I'm disagreeing with you we have the same amount of followers whoa, whoa, whoa
3: it wasn't about the content you called me a bad producer no you said good, bad, producer. good technically bad content wise
1: you dispute that
3: yeah, for sure. Are you talking not about a
1: content guy? That's not your role. You're the you're the you're the tech guy. You're the guy who puts the well, show together. Jerry's show at the
3: end of the day. But I mean no one's
1: here for you. I mean, you have a couple good liner one liners here and there about like I'm built for comfort, not for speed. That was funny. Yeah. you know, you're, you're you're you have you're a good third wheel, but certainly nobody's coming for the Dave and show. Like oh, no and point, anywhere, and I, I it,
3: but it was making it seem like I don't know what the agenda is of the day. Like I pretty much know what Jerry's gonna talk about every show before we start talking about it. So was, okay. your point was just I'm a shitty on air guy. And I agree with that. That's fair.
1: <laughs> what are we arguing about? We're
0: what
3: are you about? Well, look, we are. But I'm gonna I'm gonna chirp back at you if you're gonna shit on me on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that's I not like, cheating. I I like the truth.
0: I, I like contrarians. I like contrarians, as I said, you know, Whitlock is the king of the contrarians, Turtle Boy's a pretty good contrarian. You are the most contrarian person I've ever met, Colleen. Like the stuff you disagree on is just amazing. I don't, really, I don't
3: really disagree like Even today, the Barstool thing. I just think Barstool is a clusterfuck of a company. I think every day they, uh, you know, they're they're hypocritical in so many angles that where I don't know. I just you take it to a political level that makes sense, and I agree with you. But I just think that that's a company that's growing so fast, and none of them know what the fuck is going on.
0: But but but, but we but we talked specifically about Big Cat, and Turtle Boy brought up KFC. I didn't even know what he did. It was bad. Uh, Same thing, same thing. Uh, Just said, you know, Portnoy should have checked with him before. Believe it
1: or not, there was more substance to what Dan Katz had to say than there was to what.
0: And I saw that video, and my only reaction was, "What a whiny bitch! He's complaining because his boss talked to the president. That is pathetic." And then I get on Twitter, and Cullinane's defending it. I'm saying, only Cullinane. Yeah, but but if you you, you said you don't even hate Trump, I understand that people hate Trump.
3: Jerry, if you said, Dave, you have a seat at the table and something important happened within the company and I wasn't consulted, that would piss me off. That's it. Now, did he come off whiny? Yes. Could he have gotten a seat at the table and the interview still should have happened? Yes. So it's just, he just wanted to be involved. I agree. He sounded... He sounded,
0: here's, why, here's why I was pathetic. He sounded like, you know, his dog died or something. He was depressed and he was disappointed in Portnoy. And then he goes on and says... We're just here to make people laugh. Yeah, That's all we want to do is make people laugh. I'm going, well, go ahead. Start anytime you want. Whining because your boss had a great coup, a great boost for the company, going to the White House and sitting down with the president. And by the way, did anyone expect to be a hard hitting political interview? Did anyone think that was what was going to happen? When, when that
3: tweet went out the first time. I thought it was going to be an interview on foreplay because Trump is obviously a big golfer and I thought that was kind of going to be their gimmick. I didn't think it would be somebody sitting down and asking Trump on foreplay? Interview but it was what serious. The what questions. the hell is foreplay? foreplay?
0: Yeah, what? Foreplay? What's that? What's foreplay? Oh, it's their golf podcast. So it's a so podcast. You thought the president they, oh, have a podcast? podcast. I, okay. I mean, that I'm going to guess they don't have a big audience. They're not like Oh, they're foreplay. Yeah. Foreplay yeah. means yeah. something very different in this house. They
3: have a huge podcast foreplay. Okay. They're
0: going. To play. So um, I, I thought it was going to be caller daddy. That's what I thought Trump was going to sit down and talk about it's of foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> foreplay. they should call that show foreplay. Uh, you know what they should do? Biden should call Big Dan, and Big Dan should not tell Portnoy. He should just go to Delaware, go in the basement, and giggle with Biden because we know he loves him and he wants him to win. Just like if he were sit down with Obama or Liz Warren or any other whacked out liberal. The big Dan would kiss their ass and suck their toes and everyone would be fine with it. They just hate the big bad orange man. So they think they're looking for reasons that Portnoy should not have uh, boosted him. And by the way, I love the idea that he's just using us. No, I thought he just wanted to get to know Dave Portnoy. It was just a coincidence. He's always wanted to chat with Dave Portnoy. Of course, they're using you and you're using them. That's how it works. You idiot. you right. Yeah. I guess Tom Perez wasn't being used <laughs> no right Andrew yang, yeah? Yeah, Andrew
1: yang and-
3: that actually is the weird part because PFT whether you're familiar with him or not Jerry but PFT is the most political guy at that company and yeah that's big cats co-host so it's what's
1: his Tate, what side is he on
3: I believe he's uh I believe he's a liberal he comes off that way but uh, but he you like you said he went to the he went to the debates and he was interviewing uh, he who did he yeah, yeah
1: it's more in like a non just like a funny way. Like he's trying to be funny about it. Yeah, it, it
3: wasn't. It, it actually wasn't as in depth as Portnoy went, but he's definitely considered more political, and he's Big Cat's co-host. So it is. It's. It's all very strange. I just think they're a clusterfuck. That's
0: I mean, it. I think they should say, "I hate Trump," but of course we're going to interview him. And good job by Portnoy. And if you yeah. think he should have asked tough questions, you have to give me examples. Go ahead. I mean, I would have said, "Go ahead, Big Dad. What should he have asked?" What should he have asked? I mean, I guess he could have gotten more into the actually that he asked about the kneeling and Trump is still, you know, on the right side. He says, I don't like the kneeling. I'm not going to watch. Good.
3: It's funny, though. All we hear is people complain about Trump tweeting. That was probably the first interview where we actually got like a real kind of question about it and answer from Trump saying, yeah, I regret some of the tweets that I've made.
0: Yes, you know, that's true. actually True. That's a good point. He said that, you know, it's, you, you used to be you had to write a letter. And when you wrote it all down, you looked at it. You Maybe you threw it away. Now you tweet. And he obviously tweets without thinking and just, boom, sends it and uh, regrets it. Like,
1: and then it. I get a call and I say, and they say, what are you doing?
0: I want to know who the person who is who calls him. Who's the guy think, that calls Trump? I think it's Dan Scavino. I think he's the guy that's oh, he's supposed to be helping with his uh, social media. They're not calling enough, whoever that no. is. No, and they have to tell him to stop calling the media the lame stream media. That was a lame term when Sarah Palin used yeah, it. That's like a 20 dad 20 joke, cringe. Lame stream media, yeah, yeah. and why does he capitalize everything? It's just, you know, it's just awkward. Uh, his tweets are awkward, and if you're a supporter, you look at his Twitter, and before you even read it, you're cringing, you're going, just get through the sentence, get through it, and you read his Twitter, and if it's not totally ridiculous, like, don't we all miss Roger Ailes, or, you know, I feel bad for Ghislaine, you breathe okay. a sigh of relief. It's like, oh, good. He made it through a tweet without totally. Law
1: improving. and order. Law
0: and order. <laughs> Cease and desist. Make America great.
1: I don't know. It would know. be nice like... to have, like, an intelligent president. I mean, to, like, you know, they had the fight that Trump had, but, like, a little bit smarter. That'd be the ultimate. Okay. Combo.
0: Tucker and uh, Josh Hawley in 2024. Tucker yeah, and they,
1: Candace it, I'm down <laughs> with that. That'd be fun.
0: But anyway, I will let you go. Turtle boy. Thanks, bud. Thanks for uh, hopping on in this last minute decision. We just said, I see, I told Cullenane cause he's at the beach. I said, well, you could take one day off, you know, entirely if you want. And it was going to be today, but then this came up and I said, and I knew he had a strong, he had an opinion and it disagreed with yours. That's how we think. And we wanted to address it. So I just said, you know, do you want to do it? And he, Instead of answering me, he goes on Twitter and immediately says that I'm trying to, you know, get him, drag him out of bed and get him to uh, debate you, which I was. Yeah. Create a little engagement. Get people talking a little bit. Not a big deal. And it, it's a good topic. I was embarrassed for Big Dan, who I understand is a good guy. But that was an embarrassing uh, performance when he was complaining about Portnoy. And I'm looking forward to more inner office uh, feuds. Yeah. at. Bar Wait, you mean me and
1: Reem are on a show together.
0: I know you're up for it. I'll find out if Alex is, because he uh, he did not like it when you attacked him last time. He almost stormed off. We'll have to do that again, but uh, we'll see how Dave Dave's vacation goes. He's already he's already promised to wait till noon to start drinking today. So yes,
3: yes. What, it, you, If You get your eight hours of sleep in. You really don't have that bad of a hangover. That's the key. I agree.
0: Drink your water. I can see yeah. you've already drank you've already drank like eight bottles margarita, of water.
3: Yes. I think it's margarita what? Monday. I was told
0: margarita monday that sounds like fun and it's yeah. going to be 98 degrees so you'll be yeah. in the water and this is all that, true. that keeps you a little you know that that kills a good buzz you know when you jump in the waves and then you have to work on it again have you decided what day you want to take off
3: uh, no, I'll I'll just kind of wing that. It'll depend how because you seem flexible, right? So I, like, you know, I'll usually I can tell how drunk I'm gonna get by around five o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, you yeah. so I'll
0: kind of I'll give you at least a few hours heads up. Uh, yeah. So I and I should follow you on Twitter, right? Not expect the text. I should expect a drunk tweet or a drunk yeah, Periscope. Sure. Okay. Sure, I'll do some more drunk Periscope. That's find the state there. of the Jerry Callahan podcast. We will be back tomorrow if Dave doesn't get too wasted today and. He's going to determine which day he's going to take off. And I don't have a backup producer now. We had a bunch lined up back before the pandemic uh, because we were worried about Dave at one point. And uh, that was one of the consultants job to line up the backup producers. And he's been reliable. He showed up every day, even if he's over. so we have not needed one, and we're not going to get one because we're only going to miss one day. I think is that correct, Dave?
3: I, yes, that's correct. I'd love to hear some more of the consultant's good ideas. Actually, when you have time, I'd love. Well, to I think if you've heard
0: most of them, and uh, I don't think many of them have been enacted. But who knows? <laughs> you know, we we may need a backup producer. We may have to get. We may have to revisit that. Yes. All, All right. right. Thanks, right, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks to uh, Allied Paving and Shea Concrete, and thanks to DCU digital federal credit union. And, uh, thanks to who else am I thanking? Oh, I got my Raycon earbuds right here. I love yeah, my great. Raycon. And then uh, this week yeah. we, going, we got a new one this week.
3: My bookie sports are back. So get ready for Excellent. that.
0: That's a good point. We love sports. We're, yeah, you know, love sports. We're sports, sports, politics not. and revenge. Yes. And, uh, we love sports and we love, uh, what is it? My bookie, my bookie. Oh, yeah. That's good. Good job by you, thanks, Dave. Good job. Enjoy your uh, your day on the beach, and uh, we will be following you on Twitter and following your drug periscopes to see if uh, to see how it goes. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And depending on how much how many uh, margaritas culinary consumes, uh, we hope to talk to you again
3: tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops.
2: I don't. Can I go
0: home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.